Hi, and welcome to the Milk and Coffee Podcast, your coffee break for the ears. My name is Ava, and I want to invite you to slow down, simplify, and explore the art of cozy living with me. This is your invitation to embrace a more nourishing way of being. So grab a cup and get comfortable. I'm so happy you are here. Hey, hey. Hello, my beautiful friends. How are you? I'm recording today and it's um, gray and windy and moody out there and I'm just loving every bit of that. Some of the highlights of last week when it comes to coziness have been eating tagliatelle with olive oil and garlic and fresh trumpets and oyster mushrooms from the market, finding a checkered blazer in a thrift store that makes me look like I was invited for tea at some cozy British cottage, and indulging in a couple of really amazing books. What have been some of the highlights for you? Take a moment to notice them because sometimes we forget about all the cozy things because our nervous systems are just in stress mode all the time. Especially when collectively we go through a lot of turmoil in the world and, you know, it's been a bit of a constant, but particularly the last one or two weeks, I think have again made us realize what a cruel world it is out there and also how little we can do to affect it directly. And often this feeling of holding empathetic space from a distance can have us feel a little bit powerless and down. So hopefully this episode can take a bit of the edge off, help you soften back into yourself a little bit and just, you know, provide you with a cozy 30 minutes. I lit a beautiful candle and made myself a cappuccino. And yeah, I hope you do the same. The idea of this episode came very natural through me. I'm finding in general that I have an extremely difficult time sticking to a content planning tool. I know everybody recommends a schedule for podcasts, but I just cannot seem to stick to one. It's whenever I'm able to carve out some time to sit with my own thoughts. And you know, sometimes that's even with my children around or in the car or doing dishes or in the shower or reading something. That's when the ideas just sort of come through me and I have to immediately make a note somewhere. Then I end up with notes all over the house and in different notebooks and it's all a big creative mess and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it's what I got right now. Anyways, today's topic was supposed to be something different according to my podcast planning notepad. And then I was making coffee with my son, Ville, who is just shy of two years old And I had this big insight all of a sudden. Let me go ahead and describe the scene for you a little bit. Imagine this little boy with shiny, soft, blonde hair, really the color of butter. And he gets up on this wooden step stool and takes a white enamel bin full of coffee beans with both his hands. And he opens the lid and his clumsy, chubby little fingers take the wooden measuring spoon and fill it with coffee beans. His movement is unsteady, but... He's determined and he throws the filter from our Lilith espresso maker into the slot for it. And here comes his favorite part. He presses the button and watches the little aromatic flakes of coffee goodness fall into the porta filter. He lets out a squealing noise of joy. And once the grinder is down, he carefully takes the porta filter porta filter. And you know, he takes the small pokey distribution tool and he mixes the grinds around pretty wildly. It's messy, but he's doing it. 
He then, he then takes the precision temper and presses it down hard until it makes a clicking noise. He tries to lift up the heavy portafilter to turn it into the espresso machine. And this part is hard, so I help him. And he has no issues accepting my hand on his to help him with this step. Note to self, accept and help is okay. And then he happily presses the button to pour the espresso shot. He can do all of this and he's not even two years old, I think. Wow, I'm amazed. Pride, you know, like this motherly pride. I'm sure you know it fills every corner of my body. Pride and love filled me so deeply that I could burst. And it is with this pure joy watching my child have pure joy, right? With his task. And I say to him, wow, Billy, you are so amazing. You are so capable. And this is the moment this episode came through for me. Because the moment when I realized it is so very easy for me to see and to embrace and to voice all that he can do. And then I felt this heaviness come over me and I had this realization. So today I want us to reflect on all the wonderful things that we tell our children that we have truly a hard time speaking onto ourselves. And this first one is, you are so capable. Because I realized when I made espresso with Ville that it is still so very hard for me to say to myself, wow, you are so capable. You are wonderful. And it is amazing how many things you have done and how many things you're doing and how many things you're capable of doing. Right? Our children, they do things clumsily, they do things messy, they mess up, they ask us for help, and yet we recognize they're trying. We see their imperfectly perfect results, and we give praise so very freely to them. When was the last time, as you clumsily taught yourself to do something, when you messed up, when you asked for help, if you even dared to ask for help? You saw yourself trying so hard and you looked at your imperfectly perfect result and you celebrated yourself freely and fully without downplaying your achievement, without giving credit to others, without hyper-focusing on the imperfections, just fully embracing the fact that you did something and you figured it out and you learned. I bet you, you figure out new things all the time. I guarantee you that you do amazing things all the time, but do you notice them? Do you still take note of that meal that turned out so much better than you thought? Did you take note of that time you shared a device and it changed someone's life? Did you notice that that smile you gave freely made someone's day? Have you stopped to recognize the completion of a successful project, whether it was at your work for money job or a passion project, right? You're so capable. Take note. Celebrate yourself. Notice how amazing you are in the big and the small ways. Why do you tell your children, wow, you did great, you are amazing, you are so capable? Firstly, because you see it and you are filled with love for them. And secondly, because you believe so much in them and you want them to believe in themselves. Just as you encourage your children to have self-confidence, I want to remind you to believe in your own abilities and worth. And then here's another sentence that has probably been said to your child before or that you say to your child quite regularly. And it's, oh, honey, you can be anything you want to be. 
Is that something you have learned to embody for yourself yet? Do you give yourself permission to be anything you want to be? And mind you, I'm not saying that just because you decide so tomorrow you will wake up and you will fly to space or you're going to be the CEO of a huge corporation or you have found the cure for cancer. I mean, what goes on in your mind when your child says, I want to be a mermaid when I grow up or an astronaut or rich or queen of the world or I will stop climate change for good. You do take note in your rational mind whether something is straight up impossible or it might be possible but very difficult. But your adult mind sees all the hard work it would take and the effort and the financial input, all the barriers. Your adult mind has all the tools to see how something could work out. And unfortunately, your adult mind sees all the rational things why something wouldn't work out. But when your child says something like that, you're probably not getting hung up on that, but instead you focus on their creativity, their drive, their ambition, their willingness to change, their goodness for wanting to change the world. And then you find some very sweet words of encouragement for them because you love them for who they are, whatever that might be. Do you allow yourself to be anything you want to be? And here's how I want you to approach this question. If you see yourself, you take away your title of mother and partner and your professional titles, and you take away your awards and certifications and diplomas, who's left? The core of you is left. That unique self that came into the world in the home of a body to be uniquely you. Do you have a vague idea of who that is? Have you made her acquaintance yet? And if you can't tap into her, ask yourself, again, am I allowing you to be fully you? Do you embrace it if that deep self of yourself is ready to change, is craving change, or, you know, better said, is evolving? Because we are so willing to guide our children through life's transition and we see them and help them and celebrate them evolving and changing in front of our eyes every day. But are we open to changing and evolving ourselves? Or does it feel safer for you as well to just remain the person you are today? Because I can guarantee you that this feeling of safety will get in the way of feeling content in the long run. Just as you encourage your child to pursue their passions, are you pursuing your own dreams and aspirations? Are you making room for yourself in your life? Do you allow yourself to be who you want to be without guilt or shame? And here's just, just one example, right? But I think that's one that most mothers struggle with. If you are a stay-at-home mother by choice, because that is who you want to be, are you allowing yourself to be that without judgment, without feelings of inadequacy? And if you are a mother who works outside the home, because that is who you want to be, are you allowing yourself to be that without judgment? without feelings of inadequacy. And if you are a stay-at-home mother with a creative side hustle like me, are you also struggling to not judge yourself or feel inadequate on either the mothering side or the creative side? And if something is not working out for you anymore, do you allow yourself to make that change, to invite that change in? You can be anything you be. I think this one has so many layers to it but it's one we should all individually explore for ourselves a little bit more. And I would actually love to hear your thoughts on it. And here, here is another, another one that is just huge, right? How often 
do you say to your child, it's going to be okay? Simple, profound words. It will be okay. Why do we say them? Because we want to make them feel comforted. We want to make them feel safe. We want them to feel protected and we want them to feel loved. Do you think it's going to be okay? How much have you been able to trust life lately? Especially now, right? The world is is a mess. It's in constant turmoil. So much negativity and war and violence and poverty and injustice is a looming climate crisis on top of it. Can you give these topics space? Can you hold on to these serious things and at the same time tell yourself, it's going to be okay? Are you living life from a place of fear? Or are you living life from a place of love and curiosity? From a place of, it's going to be okay. I want to share a secret with you. Fear is a jealous one. You cannot live from fear and love at the same time. If fear is in your heart, it wants to be there by itself. It's greedy. It will do anything and tell you everything your mind needs to hear to keep love and curiosity out. Love, on the other hand, is generous. And if you can approach life from a place of love, you will be able to let curiosity and kindness and adventure and beauty and all of the wonderful things in. Because if you live from a place of love, you'll live from a place of trust. Trust that this life is not inherently here to fuck you over. Life is here to support us and it's infinite wisdom. Life often unfolds in ways we cannot predict or control. But what I have come to understand is that more often than not, life has a way of working out. And when we are able to let go of fear and tell ourselves it's going to be okay, and I don't mean blindly trusting or being naive, but, you know, being willing to do the work as well. Life has a way of working out. When we let go of fear and embrace love and trust, incredible opportunities and serendipitous moments can arise. It's about surrendering to the flow of life, knowing that it's not a constant battle against us, but a beautiful guiding force that invites us to grow and learn and evolve. So trust in the journey and believe that life's intention is to lead us toward greater happiness and fulfillment. It's going to be okay. I hope this episode left you with a few things to think about. Maybe some things are landing quite hard for you. And hopefully you have some positive takeaways. That is my hope. That is why I show up and I do this work. If you'd like to support me showing up, then you can become a paid subscriber to my Substack, where I write more about the things I talk about on this podcast. Or you can also just pop over for free and follow along. I very much appreciate that too. You can buy my motherhood memoir of poetry and prose called Milk and Coffee Years through my webpage. And I think it would make a wonderful gift for any mother in this season. I very much hope that I'll have you back on here next week. And in the meantime, please share this podcast with three friends. Share the love and share your opinions on this with me. Share what's what's landing for you and what thoughts arise. I would really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much for being here with me today. I hope that this episode left you inspired to seek a slower, more intentional life. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave me a review, 
Let me know where you like to listen to my podcast or write to me. And most importantly, tell all your friends about milk and coffee. For more nourishing lifestyle inspiration, supportive mindset shifts, and all the coziness, follow me on Instagram at ava.maria.smith and subscribe to my Substack called Milk and Coffee. Or go to my webpage, www.avamariasmith.com. I would love to talk more. Remember, slow living is a journey and I'm here for you. Take a deep breath now and seek the beauty of this day. How lucky are we to be alive?